BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. The Great Realignment. Josh Krushauer from Axios has called this arguably the biggest political story of our time. American political parties are undergoing a fundamental realignment based on data from that recent Times Siena poll. It appears the Democratic Party is undergoing a major shift in voter demographics. They're seeking gains from college-educated white voters while losing support from minorities and the working class. Krushauer says the bottom line is that, quote, the GOP is trading soccer moms for Walmart dads. A lot of people are talking about this subject. When I hear about it, I always think about Thomas Frank. Thomas Frank has been writing about this for a long time. In the early 2000s, you'll remember he wrote the book, What's the Matter with Kansas? How Conservatives Won the Heart of America, which evaluates this question. Why do the working people of Kansas historically vote for a Republican candidate, even though supporting them seems against their interests? This is Thomas Frank. Thanks so much for coming back to the program. You got it, Mr. Smirconish. Is this all what you were talking about, or has there come a fork in the road? Well, it's it's changed a little bit um, with the you know the Trump phenomenon, but this is this actually goes back even further than what's the matter with Kansas. This is something that they were that that our our ancestors were debating in the late '60s and early '70s. There was a um, you know, this sort of turning against the white working class by the Democratic Party in those days and by the sort of educated um, left this is during the Vietnam era. You know, this is basically all across the culture. You saw this in the late 60s and early 70s. You remember, uh, like, all in the family. There was this, sure. um, uh, this sort of a, 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 a culture-wide obsession with the villainy of the white working class. Do you remember Easy Rider, the very last scene I in do? Easy Rider? There, there, yeah, there's all sorts of examples of it. But there was a Democratic Party version of it. There was a famous book that came out, uh, Democratic Party strategist, saying that the Democrats had to give up on the white working class. That was in 71. And this is, and then, it, you know, the phenomenon just goes and goes to the, 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 and by the 90s, the Democrats were openly identifying themselves with a group they called the learning class. I mean, this is a term they used in their sort of strategy um, you know, articles and stuff like that, strategy conversations. And, and you get one guess what they mean by that. It's exactly what, what you were talking about before. It's, the, you know, uh, educated people. And uh, that's that's been the direction that the that the that the Democratic Party has been going in, and I should say it's been followed by uh, we've they've been the leaders, but it's been they've been followed by other left parties in the world, the Labour Party in England, the Socialists, and the Socialists in France um, uh, just uh, openly said that they that they weren't interested in in uh, the proletariat, in a term they use over there, the proletariat anymore. 
Uh, well, you anticipated my next question, which was, are we unique or is this part of a global trend? Sounds like it's part of a global trend. It's a global trend, and it's, and it's what's given rise to – it's what has made things like Trump and Le Pen uh, and, and so on. It's what's made them possible. In other words, chick, they, chicken and egg, it's not that Trump brought this about. It's that these forces right. gave it's, rise, it's, I would say, what, to Brexit exactly. and to Trump? Yes, it's and, yes, and a bunch of other things too. I mean, it, this is chicken and egg is exactly right, but it keeps going, right? <laughs> and then on the other hand, you have the the Republican outreach to working class voters, which goes back to Richard Nixon, who is kind of a kind of a political genius, um, and was advised by a guy. Oh, what was his name? Uh, the the guy that wrote the coming Republican majority, um, Kevin Phillips. Uh, who that was that was that was and again they were they were objectively they were very open about it that was their goal was to reach out to the white working class votes now whether whether the Democrats started it by um, by the liberals started it by turning against them or the Republicans started it by reaching out it doesn't really matter Nixon you know could see that the Democrats were abandoning the group that used to be the sort of what would you say the 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 bedrock of their coalition? This yeah. is this is what the you know the New Deal coalition was all about, and Nixon could see that they were uh, that they were that they were going through a kind of a breakup, and so he he uh, he desperately wanted to uh, to win that group over. I mean, that group we're talking about, <clears throat> like at the time, they, they would have been an outright majority of the American public. Now Nixon didn't didn't get very far because he got uh, you know he had to resign. But that's been the, more or less the Republican strategy um, ever since. Where does Joe Biden fit in all of this? I mean, he proclaims himself to be the, the strongest, most pro-union president ever. Has he been able to hold any of them in check who otherwise would have left? Well, as we can see from the polls, it's, things are not looking good for Joe Biden. Right. Now, yep. So every now and then the Democratic Party will try to, uh, to choose a candidate that can that – can, um, that can turn this around. Okay, this is the, the uh, uh, Walter Mondale was a candidate like that. Bill Clinton was supposed to be someone like that. Joe Biden, with his you know his sort of middle class Joe, the Scranton roots, et cetera, et cetera, is also was was widely sold as as someone who could do this. But we, you you know we're seeing what the problem is. Uh, he well. I mean, this is not unique to Joe Biden. He can't get anything done. And what he does try to get done, what he, what he does want to get done, would not be particularly you know, good for, uh, for, for working class voters. Here's a quote from your book. Out here from your 2004, what's the matter with Kansas? Out here, the gravity of discontent pulls in only one direction, to the right, to the right, further to the right, strip yeah. today's Kansans of their job security and they head out to become registered Republicans, push them off their land, and next thing you know, they're protesting in front of abortion clinics. Has it always been this way? Oh, of course not. No, this the the, the history of. Well, I I don't need to have to tell you this, but the the history of, of of politics since the dawn of mass democracy has been the other way around. Um, that that when you ruin people's lives, they're going to sign up with some left party and. And come back hard. And the the reason, one of the reasons I chose Kansas is, Kansas was the birthplace of one of the sort of famous left wing movements in America, a movement called populism, where it was you know Kansas was going through hard times, 
and uh, those exact things happened to people there. Their their livelihoods were ruined. They were pushed off their farms, etc. And what did they do? They signed up for a at the time a, a radical left wing movement, and thus it has always been. That's where that's the source of strength for the left wing. Is obviously has always been labor and the working class. And for the left to to turn their backs on such people or for them to lose con- their connections with such people. This is something new in history, and it's taking us to a place that I am, well, I don't, man, I'm, maybe I'm alone here, but I'm, I'm really worried about where we're going as a country. Let, let me stay with a political focus for just a moment with Thomas Frank. By the way, thank you again. I love this conversation. I'm a fan of your work, and I really appreciate your willingness to come back and, and to discuss it. From a macro sense, as the white working class have become less Democratic Party, more Republican Party. I think the mindset of many of the D's has been, well, don't worry, demographics are our best friend. Look at the growth among Hispanics. And of course, recently now we're seeing that, wait a minute, that Hispanic vote might not be necessarily spoken for as Democrats. Your thoughts? Yeah, Yeah, you're, you're referring to the famous argument uh, well, it's 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 everywhere. It's in the sort of democratic air that we all breathe. That that they don't have to worry about anything because they have demographic change on their side. They call it 2050, the 2050. Of the ascendant, right? meaning that they uh, you know these are groups whose numbers are increasing rather than decreasing. And what I would always say back when when uh, uh, not not to be rude here, back when I had an audience and and people listened to me, is that this is just this is a, a you know this is apathy. This is a recipe for doing nothing. When you sit around and say, well, we don't have to change because we have, uh, you know, the numbers on our side are growing. Uh, you're 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 not going to do anything. You're not going to change. You're not going to get the memo. And sure enough. The Republic, and also, you know, the Republican Party is going to continue its outreach. It's not just going to stop with with uh, with white people. You know, the original sort of uh, core of this of of this change. There was a book that came out in I think seventy two, and I I think you know this one. It's called The Rise of the Unmeltable Ethnics, and it was about a group that, that they used to call back in those days. I don't know what the, what the term is now, but they would say the white ethnics, and this generally meant more recent immigrant groups mm-hmm. from. Southern and Eastern Europe, and they were the ones who were sort of leading the move over to the. They were they were they tended to be Catholics, and they tended and they were leading the move over to the Republican Party in the early 1970s. Well, from there, from that, it's gone to all sorts of other uh, you know uh, parts of the population. And the idea that it's just going to stop with with white people only, this is such a such a a delusion. You know, it's, I can the, Thomas. The I can remember bigger than that. I can remember myself being on air 15, 20 years ago and, and, and totally buying into the idea. And for me, the milestone year was to be 2050. 2050 was what the demographers told us was the year that whites would become majority minority. And therefore, it would be Democratic landslides in national elections ever thereafter. But all of a sudden yeah. now, things things have changed. So... Where can Democrats politically, I'm being crass, where can they make up their lost turf? No. <laughs> you know the funny thing, Michael, this is, the, this is the message of my life that I have been repeating ever since I first started writing, you know, in the, back in the age of Clinton, when it was regarded as, as so um, enlightened and so wise 
to be that you know that for this this idea of the liberalism is the politics of the of the learning class you know where it's all about uh you know education and and getting the right college degree and all that sort of thing ever since then i have been i have been insisting that this was a pathway to disaster and that you can't have a left party that turns its back on the working class and if you do you're going to usher in uh you know something something truly awful that's all happened. The, but it's what I what I have to say to people now is I have to remind them there was, you know, there are things that a party of the left can do to win working class votes. We we don't even remember that in this country. You know, we don't even remember why people loved uh, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, Harry mm-hmm. Truman, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Lyndon Johnson, etc. We we've Hubert Humphrey. We've forgotten. But there are things that you can do. <laughs> But one of the things that you so brought out uh, in in what's the matter with Kansas and other of your work is this this divide on economic and social issues. Even if Republicans have a, a social platform that's abhorrent to some of those people they're trying to reach in the end, you know what Carville said, it's the wallet, it's the economy that is yeah. primary. And we're seeing that right now, I think, by the way. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, in in a in a I think in a in a pretty profound sense, the the culture wars have been running the table since I was a kid in this country. Yep. You know, yep. and yep. that 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 you read one of my favorite quotes from What's the Matter with Kansas about how the culture wars are just absolutely triumphant. And and the the argument from that book that I hope people remember is that the way the culture wars work is by a sort of coded class appeal that the, all the culture wars are class wars i mean they use this term liberal elite you know and they have a very they paint a very um sinister and in some ways accurate view of the sort of liberal groups that that run our society and encourage you to hate them etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's very powerful that you know class class war is very powerful but the idea that the right should should control it is uh you know this is something new and of our time and i think that that you know what what can a party of the left do well you just you just put your finger on it there the economic issues you know i'm right now i was I, well before you called i was looking at a um at a flyer that a friend of mine dug up at an he was doing some research at an archive in texas uh on the um he was he was researching the uh, long ago uh democratic congressman Wright patman sort of forgotten now, but was a pretty left-wing Democrat in a lot of ways. And he found this flyer uh, in this, doing his research, and the flyer is real simple. It was given out to farmers in 1948, and it says, here is what our Democratic Party has given us. And then it lists them. It just has four line items, rural electrification, farm-to-market roads, they built roads, right, social security, and the farm program, you know, farm legislation. Uh, all those things were were new, and they were they were, It was impossible to mistake, you know, whose side the Democratic Party was on back then. Um, but there's, you know, y- you couldn't even begin to put out a flyer like that today for the Democratic Party. So sum up, Thomas Frank, author of among other things, "What's the Matter with Kansas?" Where are we at this moment in time as it pertains to a widely discussed subject of the Great Realignment? In, in your view, we are where. Oh, it's got a ways yet to go, but we're we're well down the path of something that I think is is unprecedented in history, which is a left party that answers to and that regards itself as the voice of the people on top, the winners, and a Republican party, a, a party of the right that does all the things that parties of the right do, cut taxes, you know, et cetera. 
uh, uh, deregulate, but but that regards itself as an, and and is uh, uh, powered by the votes of working people who stand to benefit very little from that. And this sounds contradictory, but I think it's got a lot a, a lot longer to run. I mean, what happened to the stereotype of country club Republicans? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's now it's now it's country club D's Democrats. You know, it's Com- completely shifted. That yeah, was excellent. Has. We are, that was we are excellent. living through the you know we're living through something crazy, and I don't think it has a good ending spot. I hope you're wrong in that. I fear that you're correct, Thomas Frank. Thank you. That was excellent, and I'm very appreciative. Sure thing. Anytime. A lot of great fodder there, ladies and gentlemen. Please weigh in on what you have just heard. The villainy of the white working class by Democrats. Do they ever come back, the white working class, to the Democratic fold? Is there an economic agenda that brings them back? What of the Hispanic vote? I can remember being on air and and, and having the conversation countless times. Demographics, I would say, are the Democratic Party's best friend. Just wait until 2050 with this explosion of growth and declining birth, birth rates among whites and the migration of Hispanics. It's, it's going to be Democrats in landslides in national elections. That's not the way that it's turning out. And he says, you know, it's it's not yet over. Where does it end up? How about if I ask it this way? What are the coalitions in 2050? In 2050, what will be the bedrock of support of the D's and the R's? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Joe, you're in Alabama. So Thomas Frank was just here talking about 
the realignment that seems like it's underway now in the country? You're thinking what as you listen? Well, uh, I get the... Okay, so I'm an auto worker, all right? And there are thousands and thousands and thousands of auto workers in the South now for Nissan, Mercedes-Benz, Toyota, you know, and and that was... I get the privilege of listening to your show because I'm a truck... I, I drive a truck in and out of the plant, you know, whereas a lot of blue-collar, you know, employees don't. You know, they don't. They don't. And I, I consider myself independent, and, and, you know, and it really hit home with me because when I listen to your show, a lot of times I think the callers are in a bubble. You know what I mean? They're in a bubble. Like Pennsylvania, Washington, they don't understand that when the price of fuel, like there are people that I work with, mostly, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, black and white, mostly black, you know, to be honest with you, that drive 50, 60, 70 miles each way to get to this to plant work. every day from where they live. And when the price of fuel goes up, you know, we generally get a dollar a raise a year, and that's, that's a fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's a good, you know, it's a good hard living. But the impact that it has, you know, if you went out and bought a, a new Kia, or, you know, for, you know, for your family or whatever, you know, you can't make the car payment. Here you are. We work 60 hours a week, 12-hour shifts, five days a week, sometimes six. And I really don't, you know, uh, and don't think that, uh, that that a lot of Democrats, you know, and I, like I said, I voted for Obama. I consider myself independent. It, the message is lost. The impact is lost. You know, I, I do. Joe, I listen can to I say something? Day. Can and I say something? If the opinions are so obtuse, if you know, you're making, I, mean, I, I feel like say, what about us? What about us? You know, like the flood of immigrants that are coming to the country. I, you know, I doubt the risk of anybody that lives up north that, that listens to your show understands what it happens if somebody hits your car and doesn't have any insurance. You know what I mean? Like they're called ghosts. You know, and we live with that every day down here. And I feel like a lot of people up north and the Democratic Party is turning their back on us. Okay, I want to say something. I'm I'm loving I'm loving your raw and and honest feelings. But there's a question I want to ask you. It occurs to me that you're calling me from Alabama. You're 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 in the manufacturing. You're in auto manufacturing. Because you're in the South and you're in that business, my assumption is you're non-union. That's why those cars are being made down south. And in a bygone era, Joe would have been in Detroit in a union, right? Some AFL-CIO related union and would have been lockstep with the Democratic Party that you would have believed to be your protector. But now things are totally changed. I mean, listen to what you've just said. You feel no allegiance to the Democratic Party. And the question is whether folks like you are ever going back. Right. I'm not a Trump guy. I'm, I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm truly yeah. independent. I, I am right. so so based on my just all-American, you know, family. My, my wife is of Spanish descent. You know, I'm just saying, you know, we are the backbone of the country. And if you lose us, you know, you, you, I just don't see, I don't see any, I don't know. I, I feel left out. You know what I mean? And, and once again, I'm going to tell you, I, I yeah. really do love your show. Oh, thanks really for do. that. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it very much. Thank and when you. Joe says he feels left out, he reminds me of the book The Forgotten, which was written about, uh, you know, far further north than he is in Alabama, come up I-95, about Luzerne County. 
and about how the white working class in Luzerne County felt like they were forgotten and where you would have expected that they would go for Hillary, they went for Trump. And therein, you know, was the secret to how he won Pennsylvania. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius X. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Greg, you're in Philly. Thank you so much for the phone call. Is there a realignment underway? How do you see it? Yes, for sure. And by the way, that last caller was one of the best callers you've had in ages. Wow. How raw was that? Um, there was a lot of good stuff yeah, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really focused on the realignment with the minorities and kind of blown away that the white progressives are saying, so we're going to court the black voters by defunding the police and saying voter ID is racist. And these are positions that the, the black minorities don't agree with. And then they're going to say we're courting the Hispanic minorities by, you know, pushing open border policies. And the, the Hispanic voters don't agree with these policies. And it's just a stunning blindness to their own hubris that everyone can see but themselves. And I don't see how it ends unless they change these positions. I'm mentally running through the list of candidates that we talked about yesterday uh, that Aaron Blake had his latest ranking in the Washington Post. Here are the, here are the most likely Democratic presidential candidates. And I'm thinking, who could, who could win, wing back, pardon me, win back the folks that we're talking about? And I want to talk about Hispanics, too. I don't want to just talk about the white working class. But, you know, like AOC was on that list, although I don't regard her as presidential timber, but I can't imagine that like, Joe from Alabama is going to be wooed by AOC as a presidential candidate, nor by no nor by Elizabeth Warren, nor by Kamala Harris. And you and I are in Pennsylvania, Michael, and John Fetterman is, is going to be a very, very interesting election to see if John Fetterman can win a, a statewide race for Senate being a Bernie type candidate. 
I think, well, I'm going to say this. Thank you, Greg. I, I think that Fetterman has a decided edge right now over Oz, who has been AWOL. Oz, yesterday in his social media, uh, said that he thinks that MAGA, did he say MAGA is dead or MAGA is dying? Or I, I don't understand the, I guess it's an attempt at pivot. I guess this is Oz at the, you know, Christmas party telling me MAGA movement is dying, dying. Right. I, I guess it's Oz, you know, who at the Christmas party said, to me, I couldn't possibly come on your radio show. I couldn't possibly come on your TV. But after the primary, I mean, does he really think that he's he's now going to convince never Trumpers? Oh, Oz thinks MAGA is dying. Oz Oz really isn't that. He said all the things that one needs to say. He checked all the boxes to win the primary. And I guess he's now trying to uncheck them. But I don't think it'll be effective. And Fetterman's media. Can I just tell you as someone in the most dominant media market in Pennsylvania in this important state, Fetterman's media is excellent. It's excellent. I don't think he's good on his feet, but you wouldn't know that from the media and it's edgy and it's the working man. Every it's the every man more than working. He's one of you. He's one of us. You know what I mean? Very, very effective. So I think that Fetterman intends to win this through a series of creative commercials and memes and survive a debate. Um, hammering Oz on the fact that Oz is not even from Pennsylvania and relying on Snooky. If you remember from Jersey Shore fame, I had to be reminded of the show. Who was the guy with the six-pack abs? No, it wasn't Elon Musk because we all saw that picture at Smirconish.com today. What a white belly on him, huh? Wow. Yeah. It's just, um, hey, it's good for you, you know? Stay out of the sun. Hey, but he, I'm all but for But he it. owns it. But he owns it. He oh, knows those cameras are out there. Don't you it. respect Musk at, at a certain point where the cameras are out there? I'm taking off my shirt anyway. I respect everyone with body positivity. How's that? I don't know what that means, but I'm for it. Brian, <laughs> you're you're in Texas. You're thinking, what about the great realignment? Michael, it's happening every day, and it's happening here in Texas. Just look at the South Texas. You had Myra Flores flip a seat. Now, granted, it was a special election. But think about what Trump did in 2016 and 2020. Those are border communities, and when you talk about defunding the police, you're talking about defunding ICE and Border Patrol, and a lot of these people have family who work for Border Patrol. But if you look at it, this year I think there's more than 100 minorities, African Americans and Hispanics, running as Republicans. You have guys like John James in Michigan who twice ran for the Senate. You have Texas 38 down here, uh, Army uh, Apache helicopter pilot Wesley Hunt, who most likely will win. Brian, let me Brian, let me let me make your point. I'm 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 ninety nine point nine percent positive in what I'm about to tell you in 2020, all but one of the 14 seats the GOP flipped were won by a candidate who was a woman or a minority. Republicans, Republicans are really extending themselves in this regard and they're being rewarded for it. I don't think people have have wisened up to that fact. Democrats have wisened up to that fact. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.